Welcome to the Wild Minute with Troy. I'd wish you a good morning, but the Minnesota Wild already did that, where just a few hours ago, they knocked off the Dallas Stars 3-2 to two in the longest game in Wild franchise history in double overtime. 3-2, Wild take game one, and the storylines are everywhere. Let's just break it down quickly. Matt Dumba. I don't think he's played a better game in a Minnesota Wild uniform this year. He was active. He was physical. He was flying up and down the ice. He was where he was supposed to be. I'll say that again. Dumba was where he was supposed to be, and he just gave the Wild a much-needed boost on that second deep pairing alongside Dumba, and he was a pain in the Dallas Stars' side. Quite frankly, Dumba's hit, if you break, if you watch it, as the refs did, the system worked, by the way. They assessed Dumba after he apparently hit Joe Pavelski in the head. They assessed him with a five-minute major, which which probably would have been the game. The uh, The way the Stars had already scored two goals in nine seconds on power plays, it looked dire. They looked at the replay. They saw that the hit was one. Timing wise, it was right in sync with when the puck was there, but two Dumba extended right into that shoulder and it went up into the head, but it wasn't, uh, he didn't target the head and the refs even said that they took that penalty away. He still got in a, he still got assessed a two minute roughing. Um, and I suppose that was for letting the, uh, Dallas stars ambush him afterwards. And which, in which case, uh, the Dallas star who did ambush him got 10 and two. So it was offsetting and they skated four and four. The bottom line, Matt Dumba is the villain. Whenever the wild are playing in Dallas. Now he gets booed every time he touches the puck. And, uh, it looks like Dumba is just fine with that. I don't expect Dumba to repeat that type of performance tomorrow tomorrow night in game two, but I hope he continues to try to play the way he played last night. He was everywhere. It, you know, it was interesting. The Wild released their hype video yesterday titled True Grit or something along the lines with grit. That was exactly the game they played yesterday. Sandpaper, grit, physical, structured, a defensive style where it was like they weren't even focused on offense. They were just going to make sure that they were where they needed to be whenever Dallas had the puck, and they'd break up the possessions as soon as they could. Certainly, when you play five periods of hockey, yeah, the Dallas the Dallas Stars had some odd man rushes. They had some long possessions in their, uh, in their offensive zone. And yes, the power play was two for five, but we'll point out they were two for two, <laughs> and then the Wild shut them down in the next three uh, power plays, including two crucial penalty kills in overtime. But back to that grit and sandpaper, guys like Marcus Foligno, uh, obviously Matt Dumba, uh, Ryan Hartman, uh, certainly the third line, which isn't surprising with Ryan Reeves on it, Brandon Duhame, Connor Dewar, it was, those guys were just in the corners almost all night long doing what they needed to do either in front of the net or in the corners to muck it up, to shut the Dallas offense down, and to you know, provide the wild with some indirect um, scoring opportunities. So back to the, to sum up that 
Matt Dumba, great game, and we would give him a star of the game. Joe Pavelski probably won't play game two. Philip DeBoer said, Coach Philip DeBoer said after the game that uh, Pavelski's okay, but then when he was pressed on will he play in game two, he said, no, no, I didn't say that. So pretty sure that Pavelski's concussed. When he was hauled off the ice, he didn't look like he knew where he was, and that'll be a a day-to-day thing to monitor. But Dumba might want to keep his head on a swivel because – there will be some uh, retaliation. Even though the refs got that one right, that was a clean hit. Gus. Uh, <laughs> what more can you say about Philip Gustafson? Dude hadn't played in a playoff game this, uh, in his career, hadn't played in an overtime playoff in his game in his career, and hadn't played on the road in a playoff game in his career. Started a little soft, I'll admit. After a, quarter, after a period and a half, he had stopped two, or actually 11 of 13 shots. He'd given up two goals in just 13 shots, and it didn't look good. I mean, it looked like, I wouldn't say those two goals that Gus gave up were automatic saves, but he was leaking oil. Those were saves that we're used to uh, Gus stopping. So what did he do after giving up 11, or after giving up two goals in 13 shots? He proceeded to stop the next 40 Dallas Stars shots. I'll say that again. He proceeded to stop 40 consecutive Dallas Stars shots in their building. Gus was 51 of 53 to earn the win and to give the Wild a one-game advantage in the series and actually to uh, give them home ice advantage now with six games left and they have a potential for three. So anyhow, Gus... uh, at that point, I was thinking, well, this plays well into, you know, when he had given up two goals and 13 um, shots, I was thinking this is probably going to play in, even if the Wild find a way to win. Clearly, Gus isn't on top of his game, and Flower will draw in, in play in between the pipes for game two. I don't think that's going to happen now. I think you're going to see Jake Ottinger, who was every every bit as solid as Philip Gustafson was. Uh, I think you'll see the same two goalies tomorrow night. We'll have more on that later today, and we can figure that out tomorrow, too, with morning skater on. Brock Faber, defenseman Brock Faber. This this guy uh, just a week and a half ago was playing for the Gophers. Uh, he left his dinky town apartment two days ago to fly to Dallas with the team. Um, he gets driven to the rink by Matt Boldy, picks him up for practice, picks him up for games. This This kid does not look like a kid on the ice. Um, Playing third pairing with John Merrill, Faber was everywhere last night. I think he has in three games, I think he has 12 block shots, none bigger than in that second overtime when he dove from the side with his stick and blocked a shot from point blank that who knows if it would have beat Gus, but it was only about four feet from Gus. So that was a a, a crucial moment in the game. And then minutes later, what do the wild do? They score the game winner, Ryan Hartman. What a goal. Uh, The, all, all 10 skaters, well, actually nine skaters started heading up the ice from behind the Dallas stars net. Uh, Hartman was behind the play because he was trying to dig out the puck and it popped out, and they started to head up the ice, except it deflected and came back toward the net, uh, and Ottinger didn't have time to react, and Hart- Hartman was all alone, and what patience. What patience as Hartman skated all the way across the crease and then flipped it over Ottinger's leg and started in a euphoric 
euphoric celebration by the Minnesota Wild who deserve this game more than ever. So uh, we can't be more impressed with Brock Faber and what a decision by uh, Bill G- Billy Guerin to activate this guy. You burn a year of his contract, get him two games of uh, experience in the regular season, and then make sure he's in the lineup for the playoffs. It'll be fun to watch number seven, hopefully for a long, long time. One other player who really was active last night, Sam Steele. Ever since he was uh, uh, on the sh- on the uh, healthy scratch list for like 13 straight games, whenever he's in the lineup, you notice him. And I'd say through two, through three periods last night, he was one of the most notable, play- noticeable players on on the Wild. He had a goal, he had an assist. He he did some of that sandpaper type type action to help make sure the Wild uh, competed last night. And Sam Steele certainly should get a star of the game as well. I don't think there's enough stars of the game to go around. I mean, I, you got to give one to Gus. You got to give one to Dumba. Sam Steele has a goal and assist. Brock Favor played well. The Wild won three to two. The Wild won game one. The Wild have a one game uh, advantage now in the Stanley Cup playoffs against the second seeded stars, second seeded in the Central Division. Did you notice I haven't talked about Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Marcus Johansson, Spurgeon, Brodeen? That's because it's obvious last night that is the way the Wild need to win. Not that you didn't hear a lot about those players. They contributed heavily as well, obviously. But up and down the lineup, everyone knew their role. There were no passengers Everyone was playing structured, playing. They were where they were. They didn't take chances. There weren't a lot of silly turnovers, and the result was a 3-2 to two win. This is Troy. This is the Wild Minute with Troy. We'll monitor injuries uh, later today in another podcast, and we'll just briefly touch on them quick. Kirill. Cross-checked twice by Ryan Suter. More on that in another podcast. Marcus Johansson, this is like his sixth consecutive game where he's gone to the room for even a couple minutes and missed a few shifts. He must be, you know, bruised up from those sore ribs, we're sure. And now uh, Ryan Hartman has a lower body, but obviously he played through it, and uh, he was healthy enough to get the game-winning goal. Just a thrilling game. We hope you're getting some rest. It was a late night. Puck drop at 8.50. The the game got over after 1 a.m., but the net result is a 3-2 win for the Minnesota Wild. They play again Wednesday, 8.50 p.m., same time, Valley Sports North and ESPN2. It's going to be a thrilling ride. It's going to be a fun journey. We hope it's not just a week or two. We hope it's a month or two. This is Troy. We'll talk to you.